We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live, in-game odds on every major sports, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have our final review for the Philadelphia Eagles and the Detroit Lions game. We're going to talk about the game in more details, and we're going to crown this week's Oopsie Doopsie and Baller of the Week all on episode 206 of the Pride Podcast. With the seventh pick... In the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goff. Yes. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkinson, yes. they did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? <laughs> Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 206 on the Blue Wire Network. Today's episode is going to be sponsored by Underdog Fantasy, promo code PRIDEPOD. They are matching up to $100 of your first deposit. Go check it out, Underdog Fantasy. I am your host, Tyler. Join with my two guys, as always, Malcolm Pierre. How you boys doing, you know, uh, Monday afterwards, that stinker of a Lions game, they drop an egg. How, how you boys feeling today? Ooh. Malcolm is not good. Pierre, how you doing? <laughs> I'm over it, man. I don't really care anymore. Well, I got one positive. I got a very good positive, actually. Oh, let's, let's hear it. Let's hear so, it. So, you know, the Lions are, what, 0-8 right now? They've lost every single week since the NFL yeah. season has started. I will guarantee yep. you. I'll put my mortgage on it. I'll put I'll, I'll put I'll put everything on the line. Oh God! Here we go. The Detroit, we have a buy. Will, the Detroit Lions will not lose a football game this Sunday, this upcoming Sunday. <laughs> oh yeah, you're you're right about that. Yeah. So I mean, oh, sure. okay, 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 that's a positive, right? We're getting ourselves no out of the positive, man. We're we're getting ourselves out of the losing column. We're not going to be in the losing column this Sunday. No. The Lions are going to find a way to take a no this week. And what? Yeah, anyway, just going to find a way. Like, <laughs> oh, we lost. We lost some way. Well, we'll see. So uh, I'll put everything on it. The Lions are not losing this week, so that's a positive I got for you guys. Um, if you guys didn't hear our post-game show on Spotify, Green Room, and this is your first reaction you get in, if you guys are more interested in instant reactions, we did that, so you get to check that out. Check that out on our feed um, right after that Lions game, 44-6. to All right. Malcolm, I'm going to give you the same question I give you every single week. Did you really watch this game? Unfortunately, I did. Okay. Damn. Okay. And yeah. what you what, what'd you pick up differently from this game? Not a goddamn thing. 
<laughs> the only thing that I honestly, honestly got to see, because I was just looking at individual players to see maybe there's some bright spots somewhere, you know? And it was really, really hard to just pick out players who performed really well. You know, other than the guys you already mentioned, the TJ Hawkinson, the Rossi Brown. I mean, Tracy. I know. Yeah, yeah, Tracy played. He had his ups and downs. Yeah, <laughs> I, but, I, wanted, yeah. I wanted to call it great because, I mean, he gave up the touchdown. The guy, uh, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a rough game to watch. It, I actually yeah. got mad again while watching it the second time. Usually when I watch it the second time, I'm usually, you know, with a clear mind and I usually try to find a positive out the game. But this game just, it just made me more mad watching the second time. Okay, so Malcolm did not pick up anything differently. Usually I, I lean on him, you know, when, once we get to these Monday post games, is Malcolm's going to give me something different. He's going to give me a different perspective that we haven't heard yet. Yeah, well, he doesn't I mean, have it this week. No, I don't, man. The only thing, like, the stuff that I didn't notice, like, I didn't notice that um, other than the very first drive that we stopped the Philadelphia Eagles, they won a seven straight drive where they scored a goddamn touchdown. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize yep. that the first time around. I didn't realize that the first time around. Whether it was a field goal or a touchdown, they went on seven straight drives. That means we didn't stop them once on getting de- points, other than that very first drive in that game. The defense got off to a very nice start, too, to start off that game. Like, that's, like, the only thing I got. It's, like, they, they got off to a nice start. They forced three and out. Uh, they pinned them, in, you know, deep into, um, you know, their own zone, and they got, they got a quick three and out. It's just, but ever since then, everything just went completely south. Everything went downhill from there. I mean, in the first couple of minutes of the game, it looked like the Lions could have kept it competitive. They got their tight end involved. That was something that we emphasized very big coming into the week. Got to get TJ Hawkinson more involved. Um, that They're just not a team that's very good at stopping tight ends. And, you know, the Lions were doing that first drive of the game. And, you know, even though they didn't score points, they kind of got, you know, to that midway point. It was a little more encouraging, I would say, than what we saw from previous weeks from the Lions offense. But... You know, after the first Lions offensive drive, where no, they didn't end up points, and then the first Lions defensive drive, yeah, I mean, you, there's really nothing else you could take away as a positive from that. And Dan Campbell alluded it to as a sea of trash, and and, and that's exactly what it was. So, yeah, um, I'm gonna say something. I might get some hate for it, say but it, I think say Anthony it, Lynn. Say it. I think Anthony Lynn. We've been giving him some passes the past couple weeks. That. The end of the second half yesterday was atrocious. First half. Um, first half. My bad. You, you, first pulled, half. you pulled a Malcolm. My, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First half was atrocious. Um, like, at some point, dude, you got to – I know we don't have the personnel or something, but you got to find ways to get creative. You can't just dink your dunk and run your way up there because that's not working and it hasn't been working for the past few weeks, and it's not working at all. They got to try something different. I don't know what, but they had to do something different because that's oh, not – it's not working. It's, it's not, man. I, and me watching the game, I am sick and tired of seeing out routes. Five and out. Five and out. Five and That's like their favorite. That's like their go-to route. Five and out. Five and out. Five and out. Jared Goff five yards is and out. apparently comfortable with those routes. But, like, at some point, dude, if you don't trust Jared Goff, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. Like, you had the Jets the other day. They started a backup quarterback, and he went off against a good Bengals defense. At some point, you have to just, like, you got to open up the playbook a little. I don't know what to say. And also, I'm tired of seeing Swift run up the middle. Run him on the outside. Every time he runs up the middle, he gets stuffed. Thinks uh, there's a new statistic. Swift is, I believe, the worst running back uh, getting per carries. It just says running back. As a starting running back, I believe he has the lowest um, average. I think it's a 3.4 or something like that. He hasn't run the ball well. He really hasn't this year. I mean, that might have to do with his groin injury, but as a receiver, he's 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 been great. I think he leads the league in receiving yards. Mm-hmm. But as a runner, I mean, he's been really bad. I th- and I, th- I guess that also has to do with the play calling, too, because they keep running him up the middle. And I want to see him run on the outside, like behind Sewell, right? Run him behind Sewell. Run him behind those guys. I think you bring up a good point about the New York Jets, though, because they're a team that... I think has the same amount of personnel issues as your team does. Like you, you guys are in the same situation that they're in. They found a way to pull out two wins and I'm not pinning that, you know, whatever they got two wins. Great. But 
they are rolling not with their number two overall pick. They're rolling with a backup quarterback. And then at some point during that game, Josh Johnson was even that game. Um, guy uh, guessed the pod one time. So shout out to yeah. Josh Johnson <laughs> uh, coming to that game uh, yesterday. But that's what I'm saying. It's like they had their po- they had a point of that game where they had a backup quarterback, a third string quarterback, and these guys are not highly doubted, you know, backup quarterbacks. Like I don't think many people who knew who knew who Mike White was before Sunday. Like, I, and I'll fall mm-hmm. I'll I'll fall guilty uh, to that. I didn't know who I Mike had, White was. I had yeah, no, idea. no well, idea. Actually, I actually I do because I play Madden. I play, you know, I got the new Madden. That's the only reason why I know who no he idea. is. And no he's idea. rated like he's like rated in fifties in Madden. Yeah. He's like rated fifty four. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, uh, it was on underdog. I saw Mike White and I saw his passing line. I'm like, it was something 200 oh, under, under, under. Uh, he threw yeah. 430 passing yards or something like that. <laughs> Everything else hit besides Mike White. So Mike White uh, actually ruined my parlay. So screw you, Mike White. But but going back to like, what the Jets are doing, I mean, they're, they're showing confidence even in a backup quarterback. We're like, we'll take chance with you. You know, if you mess up, you mess up. I mean, there's not much consequences if you mess up it's, it's better than what's happening now and it's like you have a quarterback who we know is not great we know he's not good right but i mean he's yeah, been yeah. in big games before he's made big throws in the past hasn't really made big throws yes. on your team i mean it's just at a point where i don't know if it's golf or it's anthony lynn i mean we're not taking shots down the field at all it, it, it it's to a point where we take maybe one or two shots in the game of 10 yards or more it feels like i mean that's yeah. Obviously, you know, I think it's a little of both, to be honest. Um, sometimes Goff and Anthony Lynn maybe is like, okay, like Goff doesn't want to throw a deep. Why else should I dial up a deep play? So it's a little of both. And Goff just doesn't have any confidence, dude. Like, you don't see it in this play at all. I mean, the other yesterday in this presser, he said throwing it out of bounds was a physical mistake, not a mental error. So he's basically saying he sucks. Well, <laughs> It was a, it was an awful throw, and I, I see exactly what he was doing. I had I had to rewatch that play like three or four times. Um, yeah, he it was Raymond out down the field, wide open, but he missed him. He threw the ball out of bounds. <laughs> um, he he he, ro- he got pressured. He rolled out a little bit, and you know you know how he is when he's pressured, man. That rating goes down. He does. He's not accurate he when, he, when he's pressured. Which which does no favors at all. Whenever you run backwards, um, it's not smart. You're supposed to maybe run forward or take the sack. Don't run backwards. Running backwards yeah, in, is a risky play, disaster. In that play, he would run it sideways. He was rolling out to the right. Okay, yeah. And that's when he tried to sling it to Raymond, but <laughs> it, was a bad, it was an awful <laughs> pass. It was an awful <laughs> pass. And the thing is, if, 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 if we threw a nice pass, Raymond could have probably been on, on the 20 or could have got a touchdown. Because there was only one, you only had one man to beat. You know, you know, it was a stat that I saw today that was just crazy to me because I didn't even notice him one time during this game. Like, I didn't even see his number. I didn't see his face once. Trinity Benson played 45 offensive snaps, 73% of the offensive, the line's offensive snaps. Did anyone see Trinity Benson in this game? Yeah, I, I did him. see him, but did he get a target? No, Was he didn't target. Targeted? I didn't see him once. I didn't, yeah, I didn't I mean, <laughs> he was there. He was there. I mean, yeah, obviously he's there from the numbers, but like, like how? Well, Cordell target. Hodges, Cordell Hodges was just getting most of the targets and doing nothing with the results. I mean, your third leading receiver was Gaidon Iguabuike with with forty yards, and he played well. He's uh, he's a guy I didn't really mention yesterday. He played well. He had a, he had, he a, he had a solid game. He did. But um, I mean, our, our receivers, man, it's just is is right now as far as you know, getting the ball down deep. It's golf, it's Anthony Lynn, and I think it's our receivers as well. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, but um you have to get creative, Malcolm. Somehow. Yeah, that's what I, said. I know it's hard. That's why I said, I, that's why I said it's on Anthony yeah. Lynn too. It's on Jared Goff, Anthony Lynn, and, and our receivers. They're 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 not clearly not on the same page. Yesterday This is what's happening, right? You're running it on first down, or you're like throwing it on first down, you get like three, four yards, then you run it, that that goes nowhere and you're in a third and long. That's been happening a lot the past few weeks, and they got to get it figured out. Um, obviously, you get a sack, you get penalties as well. Yeah, that, that's. I was just gonna say that, that that's what's been killing them a lot, a lot. You know, a lot. You know, this game with penalties. You yes. know, they'll they'll actually get a first down or they'll complete a pass, complete a big play, and then they'll come right back. And then they right. are now in, you know, second and fifteen or um, third and twenty, or you know, second and twenty. It, 
those penalties, man, it's killing the team right now. It was, They're drive killers, man. It, it is, man. It was a very, very, very tough game to watch, man. Especially the second time around. Jesus Christ. Detroit Lions football is finally back. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Detroit Lions tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that all the other ticket sites charges, which let them guarantee the best price on all the NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you find a better price for the same seats on another ticket site, Tipic will give you 110% of the difference in your purchase price. So if you're headed to Heinz Field to watch your Detroit Lions take on the Pittsburgh Steelers, then TickPick got you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash Pride Podcast today to save $10 on your first order of your Detroit Lions tickets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I got a question for you guys. This is going away a little away from the game itself. This is more of just a general consensus lines question. I feel like we haven't talked about this enough on the show. And I just feel like I haven't really thought about it until I started seeing a little bit more on social media. And even sometimes it, it catches my eye when we're on Spotify Green Room, people bring it up. I want to go back to the offseason when they traded for Jared Goff and, and the kind of the narrative going around and saying Brad Holmes probably maybe took the, maybe took a worse deal. And I just want to see, ha, has the opinions changed for you guys? You know, now that the details are leaked that what the Lions got offered from the Carolina Panthers, what they got offered from the uh, Colts. I, I mean, that one wasn't really much of an offer, but it was really the Carolina Panthers one where people are, you know, zoning in on saying they should have took that deal. A lot yes. of that. So the rumor was they were getting ready to accept that deal. And then I think LA added an extra one or something. So I want to ask you, Pierre, um, I said in the offseason, I still think it was the best deal that they took. The Rams deal, I think, in my opinion, was still the best deal. That's what I said in the offseason. Has that yeah. changed for you, Pierre? I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. You'd be like, they could have had Sewell, Justin Fields, and maybe a fifth-round pick. But at the time, bro, I think it was the best thing. Like, we could look back and say, okay, hindsight is twenty twenty. We should have taken the Carolina pick, had Sewell, Justin Fields, and that fifth-round pick. Whatever that pick, I think it's this year or next year. It was last year. year. I mean, it was the last draft, you know. It was the last draft. Whatever. Um, I don't know, man. Like Ifatu Melafanu, I feel like he's he's gonna be here. He's gonna be here if he can stay healthy. We gotta see what those first those next two first round picks are right. Um, I don't know. I, I want to play devil's advocate. I still think Brad Holmes took the best deal. I, I really do still think he took the best. Yeah, at the time, I think it was... No, no, I still think right now. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater hasn't really shown much. He's he's Teddy. He's whatever. But the the contract is a lot less than Golf's contract, obviously. So That's 
That's my biggest knock on this whole deal with Brad Holmes. It's not that they traded for Jared Goff. It's not that they took the Rams over the Carolina Panthers deal. I think the biggest knock I have on Brad Holmes is the restriction of Jared Goff's deal because you could have played out the Jared Goff thing this whole year, which we knew that was going to happen regardless. But it could have been a lot easier to move off of him next year or if you want to keep him next year, you could have had him for next year, and then it would have been a lot easier to move off of him after 2022. With the restructuring, you're kind of not pin, pinning yourself. You still have flexibility to move off of him after 22, but it's going to be a little more difficult than what it was when you first acquired him from the Rams. The thing is, if you don't restructure his contract, you can't re-sign Romeo Aquara. Um, you cannot probably sign the draft class. They needed some sort of catch because remember, due to COVID, the cap went down. Um, so I don't know who you restructured. Do you restruct Flowers' contract? Like, what do you do? Absolutely so, not. <laughs> I think they didn't really have a choice, Tyler, for being honest. I didn't like it either, but when you go look at it, they didn't really have a choice. They needed cap space in order to get that cap space. Jared Goff's contract. Who else are you going to restruct? Like, a lot of guys are on their rookie deals. I mean, I know it is tough, and you know, it also frees up cap space for the next upcoming free agency class if you want to extend some of your guys right now like a guy like tracy walker who could be hitting the market so you know is it another year of jared goff under the books worth it for tracy walker i mean that, that could be the argument that could be worth it right so i don't know i still think it was the best trade though for the Lions to take that ramp so just because i think we were just so early into the process we didn't really know what we had on this team yet like we didn't know what we were going to get out of most of these guys and it was right. an open tryout type of season. So I think it was better to be more patient and look more long-term better than just looking at, you know, this year. Because if we had the picks this year without seeing any of these guys even take a snap yet, I just think there would just be so much more unknown than you know, than what we know right now. So I think it's it was better for Brad Holmes to just kind of sit back and have a full evaluation of the full season, see what he really has in this team in this year, and then – in 2022 and the next upcoming draft and even 2023 when he has that other Rams pick he could further see what he needs to build off of rather than just kind of going what he thinks he needs to build off of because frankly if we had the number eight pick let's say this year would Brad Holmes have taken a quarterback I mean would he have taken Justin Fields or Mac Jones I, I, um, I don't know it, 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 <laughs> Malcolm you know something funny I was looking at like the, the next draft class there's a dude named Mike Jones in it so we're gonna have some fun with that oh, in the really? season. yeah what team he played for? I believe it was Oregon. I forgot. I forgot. I think it was Oregon, but I'm not 100% sure. But we're going to have some fun Wait, with that in the offseason. Oregon's quarterback name is Mike, Mike Jones? Not a quarterback. I believe it was a corner. It, it's some, I forgot oh. exactly what position it was, but there's a guy named Mike Jones in next year's class. So we're going to have some fun with that. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, no, but like, but that's but my point is, it's just like, I don't, I don't know if Brad Holmes even takes a quarterback this year it, or last draft, I should say. I like, I don't know if he even does that unless there was a guy he really liked, which I don't know if Justin Fields was. I know trade. they really liked Trey Lance, but that's Trey what I'm saying. Lance, he was gone, I mean, obviously. He was, he was gone. So obviously they passed on Justin Fields. Maybe they still liked him, but they love Sewell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends. I don't know. I was, I, I was obviously quarterback over tackle, but I get what they did. It is what it is. Now, when you look at this year's class, you talk about quarterbacks. It's kind of weak. Yeah. You don't really have a guy that stands out. Some guys like Willis Moore. Some people like Corral Moore. Some like other guys later on in the draft. Like, or I don't know, man. It's just this quarterback class. I haven't been impressed with it yet. I'm just hoping a guy maybe could just ball out or show some more, but... It's kind I feel of like neat. that time's. Exp- I feel like that time's expiring by now. You know, we're we're what ten weeks into the college football season by now. I feel like that time's expired. Like, is there going to be a guy that maybe you know shows up in a col- or in a bowl game in, in January? Possible, right? But like, I, I just don't think there's enough games left for these guys in this next upcoming draft to prove where they could you know be the general consensus number one pick you know is there going to be quarterbacks that go in early obviously it's always quarterbacks are always going to go early in the draft but for the Lions to swing offenses for how bad this roster is I don't know if that's really worth it right now uh for the Lions to, yeah. to be doing right now so you know it's, it's going to end up mattering where they end up picking obviously in this draft and we'll, we'll see where that is by the end of the season but I just feel like we've always said every week, it's like, we hope this guy takes a step. Like, maybe this guy could just be the consensus number one pick and, and just prove for the rest of the year 
he deserves to be the number one pick, but but there just isn't that guy, and I think that time's kind of expired to me. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> this is a year that yeah, um, it's um, I'll say like this is a year that whoever drafts a quarterback is just going by you know raw ability. They're not gonna really look at their stats and what they did last year because no guy really stood out. I mean, it's tough. I don't know. Man. It, it, it is tough. It's gonna be a it's, it's a big risk, especially for Lions. I don't think. I don't think this is a move the Lions should make right now. Not at number one, but, you know, at 32 or 33, you know, or maybe, like, you package some picks and you move back up into a teens if you love a guy. If not, maybe you just put on the draft overall and just wait and sign, like, like a decent veteran or a young veteran and compete with Goff. I mean, this there's not much you could do. And quarterback is the hardest position to find. If you just throw, like, just take a quarterback, take a quarterback. I think that's stupid. I don't think they'll they'll do that because that's just wasting a pick. That's how I feel at like pick dumb. 32, though. That's how I feel at pick 32. I feel like it's almost wasting a pick. If you really like the guy, get him early. I mean, I, I, I've i never been a fan of taking quarterbacks late in the first round or second round or anything like that. There, I, I honestly would rather draft a receiver. Tyler, there is a guy. Who's the there guy? There is a guy I like a lot. He's Carson Strong out of Nevada. The reason why he could fall is because – potentially could have some knee issues. Now, I don't know if those will check out or not, but he's really talented. He has strong arm. Limited mobility as well. That's another reason he could fall. But, man, this kid has an arm. He makes NFL throws every single week. He, like, I don't know, man. It's, he's just he's fun to watch. I don't know. He, he could probably go in a second or something. I don't know. You I mean, pick a 33. What you, okay, wouldn't you rather take a quarterback at 32, 33 because you have that fifth-year option? I'd rather take a, I'd rather, honestly rather take a receiver. I just I've never been a fan of taking quarterbacks late. I I, I no, think I'm saying like you could take a receiver at take a receiver when shoot if I was lunch, I'd probably like double dip on receivers right there. If you love a quarterback <laughs> and you like a receiver, you could take them one after another. They're like probably like, we probably need to double dip on receivers. I, I don't I really know. Hate I, it. I, I wouldn't mind. I'd be fine with that too. I mean, if they don't like a quarterback, if they don't like Carson Strong, who cares? I mean, take receiver, right? Who cares? Like, you just need playmakers on this team. I, I've we, never, been, I've never been a fan of taking quarterbacks late in the draft. It just, it, it wor- it's worked before. I'm not going to say it never works, but it's so hard um, for them to pan out. It's like if you like a guy, you love the guy. I don't, I don't draft guys in the first or second round just because I like him. I have to love the guy if I'm drafting him, and especially if a quarterback. I'm not just drafting a quarterback just to draft the quarterback because Goff stinks. So I personally don't touch that. Um, I mean, it, it, I don't know. I just I, I hate it. I hate quarterbacks late. And I think this roster is so depleted that they could use essentially anything. So if we just need yeah. guys who could start for this team and guys who are – I guess I have more upside to be starters for this team. So we'll see. I, I've just never been a fan of taking quarterbacks late in the draft, unless it's like a day three pick, obviously. Malcolm, um, Mike Jones Jr., linebacker out of LSU. Who? Is it a tiger? Mike Jones Jr., linebacker out of LSU. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Mel, Mel Tucker's a f- future player, maybe? <laughs> MSU? I mean, nah, I mean, I'm joking. I, I, don't, I don't think Mel's going to leave MSU. I'm joking, he's MSU fans. MSU he's, right not, he's not leaving MSU. But that's he sucks. shouldn't leave MSU. What he's doing he's, there, he's, he's, he's doing not, something special at MSU. He's not leaving MSU. But Malcolm, I'm oh, curious. A lot of respect to that guy. I'm a Michigan fan, but I respect him. Uh, going back to the, the deal in the offseason, the Stafford deal. Do you, like, do you still like that deal? Do you still think it was the best deal available? I like it. I like the deal. I still do. Um, I mean, you bring up great points and regarding, you know, you get to see exactly what you have, you know, and, and mm. all those picks, man, that's how you rebuild a team, man. You get you get a right. bunch of draft capital, which they did. Now they have two. They, they have two first round picks in the next two years. So I think it was I think it was an awesome deal, even with Jared Goff. I mean, look at it now. Jared Goff has been pretty bad, but. Originally, I thought, you know, maybe, you know, this was a good deal. You have your guy who could he could potentially be your starter for a while or he could be your bridge guy and you could draft a guy later. So I think it was a perfect opportunity to to start your rebuild. I love I love the I love the draft. I mean, I love the, the trade. Yeah, I mean, with Jared yeah, Goff is still like, yeah, with Jared Goff, both too, teams. Yeah, with Jared Goff, obviously, he just was a lot worse than I think people expect. Like, I never I never thought he was a franchise quarterback, but he's been a lot worse than I expected he'd be. Like, I didn't think he'd be this bad, that he'd because, be a little more serviceable. But, I mean, mm-hmm. he, he kind of fit the trend of what the team was going towards is, you know, it's an open tryout and, and see what you have. And 
the Lions got a former uh, first overall pick in this in, in this deal, and they got to try him out to see if he could be that guy. I think he's proved to the fan base. I think he's proved to the front office that he's not the guy, obviously. But yeah. at the time yeah. of making the deal, it's like, hey, we got a guy who's been to Super Bowl. We've gotten a guy who has won big games before. And maybe we're getting two first-round picks in the deal as well. So it's like we'll take the contract for a couple of years, even though we don't plan to be using too much of that cap right now. And, you know, once we're ready to compete, we're going to have the cap and we can really make a decision on Goff. We extend him if he's doing well or um, we move off of him going into 2023. And that's what it seems like it's going to end up happening, which I don't mind mind that because you got to see what you had in him before, you know, maybe uh, avoiding have to draft a quarterback. And But that's obviously all out the window now because Jared Goff's not the guy. So <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not the guy. So, but if he yeah. was the guy, it, it would make this thing a lot easier than it was. So, but right now, I mean, I know there was some people who were like, "We got golf." They were high on him, but I mean, dude, the Rams gave up too, and people were blaming McVeigh. I mean, come on, you see what Stafford is doing with McVeigh? Yeah. He yeah. is Stafford right now, right? In my opinion, he's the best quarterback in the league right now. Yes. I don't think anyone's really playing better than him right now. He, yeah, I mean, he's he put, elevated he put, that team. You put Matthew Stafford, who already was an elite quarterback, in my eyes, he already was an elite quarterback. And then you put him in a system that is quarterback-friendly. Yeah, that means... Great O-line, great receivers, good defense. I mean, yeah. they just traded for Von Miller. That that team could go all the way. Yeah, like, and right? They're, they're going for it all. Yeah, and it's, it's possible. But and with no Derrick Henry too now, I mean he could be a front runner for MVP because Derrick Henry was looking like a legitimate MVP contender. But now with Derrick Henry, uh, maybe potentially missing the season, this could open the door for Matthew Stafford. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Now, is, their big thing is now we're saying this now, but they have to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, they need to stay that, healthy. That's that, that's that's their that's their thing right now. If they go to the NFC Championships and lose, in their eyes, they failed. Yeah, so their absolutely. expectation is really, really, really high. So before we can go into that, you know, they have to, they have to win. They have to win. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, I wanted. I think this was a good transition. You guys are mentioning some trades around what the Rams are doing. I want to mention some guys that could potentially be traded. I believe this episode will be dropped right before the deadline because the deadline's at 4 p.m. on Tuesday. Yeah. So it's going to be dropped just a little before. So I think this is still valid. Still valid information. Pierre. Um. I mentioned Derrick Henry's out for the year. The Lions got some running backs. Do you see the Lions maybe picking up the phones and saying, hey, we got Jamal Williams on a two-year deal? Tennessee, I know you're desperate right now. Do you think this is a possibility? I think the Lions are listening on most of their guys, not all their guys, but I think they're list- they're opening to listen to them to see if, like, Tennessee calls, offers you a fourth. I think you have to take that for Jamal Williams. So, so you think Jamal Williams is one of those guys they're listening to? Like, obviously, there's some guys they're not going to listen to, like a guy like – Penesul, they're not going to listen to a Penesul. Ragnow, right? yeah, like the, Romeo Aquara, um, like those Hawkinson. guys. It yeah, seems yeah. like they love Swift, but I feel like if they get offered a crazy offer for Swift, I think they'll be open to it. Um, so, so Swift's. I don't know. I don't know about actually for uh, for today. As as people are listening, to this, is DeAndre Swift the name to watch out for? No, I don't think so. Man. <laughs> I think the Lions would have to be like because he's pretty much he's pretty much their passing him and Hawkinson. So. So they, don't I, have, I, they don't have much right now. Um, okay, but, I think for Decker, like if someone, I think you listen. If someone goes crazy and offers you a lot, I think you might have to take it. Um, like someone offers you a first for Decker, you could potentially have three first round picks, right? Um, I think you might. You'd have to consider it. I don't know if you take it, but you'd consider it. Who are um, some guys you're watching out for today? Main guys right now I'm watching for just for the lines are Nick Williams. And um, Darren Fowles. Fowles was healthy scratch. The reason why I say Nick Williams is the Lions have Sean Cornell. They have Kevin Strong coming back from IR. They have Levi on rookie, Aline McNeil, all these young guys. And these young guys need playing time. Nick Williams is not really doing much this year. He's been okay. Ship him off to a contender, right? Or ship him off to his defensive tackle. His salary is pretty cheap. Teams can afford him. Um, and then when you... One player, I'll say this, if the Lions don't think they could re-sign Tracy Walker, I think maybe you move him. I'm not a fan of moving him, but in my opinion, they should extend him. But if they don't want to extend him, then maybe you move him. Or you could wait in the offseason and potentially get a comp pick, right? So it depends what they do there. 
What do you think the value of a Tracy Walker would be right now? I don't know, man. He's a free agent right now, um, but he's young and he's playing. He's like one of the best safeties in the league. I don't know, man. Um, teams don't really value safeties. Like safeties, Quandre takes him up for a fifth. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. And we gave, we got a seventh back in return. So that's that's nothing. So I don't even think you trade him. I think it'd be dumb to trade him. But if you get like maybe like a second round pick, you might have to consider it. If they don't have the intentions to extend him. Yes. Or maybe even a third round pick, right? Yeah. But if you get like a fifth, sixth, or seventh, I don't know, fourth round pick, I feel like, I don't know. But if you get I like mean, a second or third rounder, you have to consider it. If you don't, if you don't want to extend it, if you don't think it's part of the future here, get your picks now instead of waiting a year later and getting a comp pick. Yeah, I mean, realistically, this never usually works, but I'm just saying, I'm throwing the hypothetical out there. This never worked. It's worked maybe a couple times in the NFL. You could hypothetically trade the guy, and the guy will be unrestricted free agent, and then you could technically re-sign him in the open market next year. Like, you can what get a pick. What does happen in the NFL? It never happens. I've seen it, it in other sports. Guys it, chase the money. That's what I'm saying. It's like the Lions – like, all I'm saying is maybe the Lions view it this way. It's like we like Tracy Walker a lot, but if a team is stupid enough to offer a second-round pick and the guy's going to hit the open market – Maybe we could still offer him a bag in the offseason and get the second-round pick out of Tracy Walker. Obviously, that would be best-case scenario just because the line season is going nowhere. But, I mean, when you do that, I feel like the guy just kind of gets unhappy with the organization. It's like, okay, you traded me. It's like, do you actually like me or, like, what are we doing? So, it rarely ever happens. But I'm just throwing that hypothetical because he is an unrestricted free agent next year. He hits the open market like every other free agent. So, you could hypothetically trade him. And technically re-sign him. The chances of that happening, slim to none. But is it a possibility? Yeah. It is a possibility. Again, I don't think they'll trade Tracy Walker. I think it's done. But if you get, like Campbell said, they're listening, man. Like, if you get a crazy offer for a guy that you don't think you'll trade, but the offer is too good to pass up. Look, you're rebuilding. And if you don't think you'll re-sign the guy, then you do it, right? I mean, you have to. It's just what they view of Tracy Walker and what he's done for them, what they've seen out of him these first eight weeks, and do they think he's the guy or not? I, I mean, I'm more on the side with you, Pierre. I think he is the guy. I think he's a guy that they'll end up extending, and you know, he's part of the future. And I think he should be because I think he's playing good football right now for this team. So, I, I would personally not trade him, but you know, like I said, if there's a stupid offer that you just cannot refuse, I mean, I think we got just got to see how it goes. But I, I don't expect it. This is just. All hypothetical. We're having a little fun right now and seeing what could happen. I think Darren Fells, I think that can make sense yeah. just because uh, some teams need some tight ends right now. Some guys got hurt. Um, and, and people know what Darren Fells is. I know he hasn't had a really good season for the Lions. He's been very non-productive uh, as far as a pass catcher. But I think people know what Darren Fells is. So, you know, maybe you get a conditional pick or maybe you get a late-round pick for Darren Fells. I, I think that could happen. The Lions have some tight ends, like a guy like Brock Wright that they obviously – are okay playing with right now. So I think the lines would be okay with trading Darren Fells if Brock Wright to step in at tight end too. And then I think Jamal Williams can be an interesting one to watch out for though too. I don't think he'll be traded either, but I think if Tennessee is very desperate, you know, they just lost their star running back and they're meat of their offense right now. So if they're desperate for a power back and they see a guy like Jamal Williams available, maybe they get desperate and, you know, just, give you a stupid deal and that the Lions can't refuse, like I said earlier. So that's going to be interesting. I mean, that one I think is more realistic than the Tracy Walker one, though, for sure. That yeah, I don't suck. think, like, I don't think trading Tracy Walker is a smart idea, but, like, I don't like I said, I mean, if any of these guys, like, if you get a crazy offer for them, you have to do it. I mean, that, that goes for If you don't consider re-signing them, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you, don't I mean, there's, if you want to re-sign them and you think it's part of the future. Yeah. I mean, there's technically, I, I hate the word untouchable because I think there's always a, a right price for anything. I think if you get the right price for something, like something stupid, like let's say hypothetically, when I, when I this is why I hate the word untouchable. If someone says, hey, I'll offer you the whole Los Angeles Rams team for Panay Sewell. Okay, yeah, I'll take that. But like, that's why I, I think. <laughs> All right, relax. That's what I'm saying. I take out the word untouchable because there's always a price to everything. There's always the right price to something. Is it going to be a very high price? Obviously, it's going to be a very high price. But that's what I'm saying. If someone offers you something stupid, you're going to take it. And maybe that happens uh, tomorrow or today when you guys are listening to this for a guy like Jamal Williams or for a guy like Tracy Walker. And that the Lions just got to entertain it just because 
Untouchable is never untouchable. There's always a price for everything. It's just yeah. it might be expensive. Personally, I'm against trading uh, trading Walker and trading Decker right now. But again, like if you have offers that are just like stupid, you can't refuse them. You you got to take it because I mean you're rebuilding, right? Decker is a great player, but you already got a left tackle, and you could probably find a right tackle. I mean, it's not it's not like this is not rocket science. This is like you're rebuilding. You get a great offer, you take it. Yeah. If it's a stupid offer, you decline them. Obviously. If you think you want to keep them here part of the future, then make the price high and see teams are they're not willing to pay it, then don't trade them. Keep them, right? So that's how I look at it. Malcolm, how, how are you viewing this deadline as we're approaching this? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like you guys said, I think every every player has a has a price tag on it, and it, the, the, the offer is right. You got to make the move, but I just don't see it. I, I, just, feel, I just have a feeling like this is going to be a very quiet – trade deadline for this team yeah i'm with you yeah i think i'm like, trying to spice it up a little bit yeah <laughs> just, yeah i, 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 I don't get think you guys just more of it it's I mean, more of a yeah. conversation than anything yeah i mean I, I know the thing with darren fells i mean with him being 35 years old and i, I just don't see it. i could see a team knowing that he's on the edge of being released and he's gonna be one of the guys that's gonna get released and then yeah. get picked up somewhere you know that's i don't fun. see a team offering draft capital for him so i just i just don't know man I just I just don't know. And also with the Tennessee Titans, there's a lot of options out there as far as running backs. They just picked up Adrian Peterson. I mean, yeah. he's definitely not the he's definitely not the answer. <laughs> I mean but Adrian there, Peterson, a, bro. There's a lot of there's a lot of teams who have guys who's available that that have running backs on the block. Um so I But I are they as Jamal. good as Jamal Williams? That's the question. Yeah, they're they're not I don't think they're as good as Jamal Williams, but I just don't I just I just don't see it. I don't, I don't see Jamal Williams getting moved either. I don't either. But it's interesting, you know, just something interesting to keep up with. I think, I mean, if Tennessee were looking for a back, I think a guy like Jamal Williams makes a lot of sense. I mean, he's a power back. Um, they they yeah. obviously thrive off power backs. I think he would thrive in Tennessee. I mean, not Derrick Henry, but Jamal, I think he'd, Jamal Williams is a really good back. He's a really yeah, good back. A, I think he can drive a, anywhere. Yeah, he's a very good running back. So, you know, like I said, if Tennessee, I mean, they're in a position right now where – you know, they, they could be a legitimate playoff team, and you just lost the meat of your offense. It, do you want to make a move right now? Do you want to be bold and say, hey, screw draft capital, we're going in until 2021? I don't know. We'll see what they end up doing. I, I have to assume that they're going to trade for running back. It will be Jamal Williams. I don't know. But if they offer you something stupid, like Pierre said, if it's like a third or fourth round pick for Jamal Williams, you got to take that. Like, and I, in a heartbeat, you got to take that. Yeah, I think I think a third, fourth. Uh, I don't I know. In a heartbeat. heartbeat. You take a fourth in a heartbeat. I take a third in a heartbeat. Fourth. Mm. Look at his average, man. He's averaging good, man. He just his problem in Detroit. He just doesn't get the touches. Yeah. No, you're right. You know, he's a good running back, man. But I like I said, there's always a price tag for anything. I think the fourth would be, you know, that's my cutoff. Like fifth round now, I'm out. Anything five and up, I'm out. Like there's nothing. That, that really interests me there. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to to follow this deadline. I mean, I think like you, Malcolm, I think it's probably going to go the direction that you're saying. It's probably just going to be a quiet deadline. I would even be shocked if they stand pat completely and just make zero transactions. I think that's very possible. And the NFL mm-hmm. deadline's not like the MLB or um, it's not like the, the NBA. The, the NFL trade deadline is a lot more whack and a lot more dry uh, compared to those other sports. So it's not as entertaining. But, Hey, no, I try to juice it up. Trade deadline, you know, try to juice up some conversation. But okay, yeah. uh, let's let's go back to this Lions Eagles game. We talked about the offense. We talked a little about the defense. Malcolm, you talked about the offense. Just you picked up nothing. Did you pick up anything from this Lions defense rewatching this game? It was bad, man. I mean, I just don't understand how you let a team. You know, they're running the ball. And you just let them continue to do it. That's that's a that's a huge issue when you know a team is doing something. I mean, Jalen Hurts, he threw the ball 14 times against us. He threw the ball 14 times, had 103 yards, passing yards. But as far as running, they had over 200 rushing yards on us as a team. They were running down our throats, doing whatever they want to in the running game. And we knew that. And we couldn't stop that. 
Yeah. That was, well, a, that was a huge issue for the me, man. The thing is, Malcolm, the defensive linemen just got destroyed. Like, the Eagles' offensive line dominated us. Even their D-line. Like, their yeah, trenches, they, they dominated in the trenches. And that's how you win football games. And that's a cliche, but that's true. You saw that yesterday. You saw the Eagles won. Um, yeah. That they played some old school football. They literally did. They ran the ball. And that's like very, how do I say, that's very um, tough for a defense because there's not much you could do. When your defense getting dominated, I mean, they just got flat out destroyed. Yep. I mean, they played the way I wish the Lions, you know, would play. I mean, yeah. that's the top of offense. I kind of, I mean, right now with our wide receivers right now, knowing that we don't have the receivers on the outside to beat one-on-one coverages, so that, you know, we don't have the number one receiver. This is what I thought we were going to have is just a really, really, really strong running game. And shoot, we don't have it. Problem is right now, too, you got two years starting off with Simon Hurt. Um, one's like you're probably your best run, Muller, and Frank Ragnow. And your right tackle is probably one of the worst right tackles in the NFL right now in Matt Nelson. I know he just converted from the defensive line to tackle, but he's been awful this year. It was terrible Sunday versus the Eagles. I mean, that was his worst yeah. game. Yeah, he's game he's been pretty bad this year. I mean, he hasn't, especially in pass, bro, he's been awful. Um, then the, you're playing with backups, right? That's not an excuse, but it's hard and you're also you're without your best your best runner and jamal williams and swift has struggled this year it's probably from his groin injury he just hasn't looked the same running the ball so not much you could do all right guys I, i'm at the point where i just want to watch this game i i i'm just sick of talking about this game i i'm honestly so sick and tired of it <laughs> um, how about we just go to the oopsie doopsie nah, see, let's just get into the oopsie doopsie ball of the week and then just never think about this game ever again yeah, you put this game in a box with that that Jets game in 2018. That, put it in that same box. I mean, you know what that just, game reminded me of? Not the Jets game. It reminded me of the like Panthers. That, the Panthers game? No, uh, it reminded me of that uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers game last year when we had Rob Prince as our head coach. <laughs> mm. That's what it reminded oh me gosh. of. A blowout at Ford Field. He scored a, a late touchdown that they still had to play forward down the field. That was just even more embarrassing. I mean. There was nothing. That's the game I got from. It reminded me of the Bucks game last year when we when they benched Tom Brady in the first, after the first half and put Blaine Gabbert for the whole half of football. We were down that bad. That's the game I kind of picked up from this. And, I mean, like, we say this every week, but, again, like, with the offense, defenses are – they don't give a shit about the long ball anymore. They really don't. You're seeing no. sack boxes. You're seeing tight coverages. Um, it's really, like – I don't know how to say it, man. It, it kind of sucks because you have no no deep passing attack. I think the Lions are uh, 32nd in um, pass per place throwing the ball, like average yards per play or something, and throwing the ball. What is it, like three yards or four yards, something like that? Well, and I think that what factors into DeAndre Swift having a tough time running the ball as well just because of these boxes because, like you mentioned, no, no teams respect our passing game at all. And why would they? I mean, there's no reason to respect the passing game. And it makes it harder. Like That's what I'm saying. Offense. Yeah, because you can't establish a run game if, the, if you're not going to even attempt to throw the ball deep. Even if it doesn't work, you're not even attempting it at this point. It's, it's, it's kind of lazy, honestly. The play action, too, has been really bad with Jared Goff. It hasn't been like good at all this year. Normally, we used, we were like used to seeing Stafford just thrive under the play action. Yeah. Goff literally looks deep, doesn't see it there, just checks down right away, and then you get like two yards out of it or three yards out of it. It's there's, been a disaster. There's just nothing going right. Even when they go into that tempo offense, they're gaining yards. It's just, oh, we get a big penalty, a big hole. They're a legal formation. It's always something that just is setting this offense so much farther back than it has to be. Because they were yeah. actually ex- they were executing yeah. a nice drive then that first half. You know, they got the big play with the Monroe St. Brown. That was wiped off because of an illegal formation. And then the execution of Anthony Lynn's play calling that first half was atrocious so i mean it was just a mix of everything like like we said it's just everything is bad right now everything is bad right now and then when you get to the red zone you kind of think about the struggles and i've been like trying to think about like what's really going on the red zone when you think of jared goff he's barely like throwing like 10 15 yards most of his passes are behind um the first down markers right so i 
defenses are clapping down hard on that. And they're kind of like daring Detroit to throw it deep. And when you can't, that's what happens. You stall. The running game is not there because you're stacking the box, right? You're not really – you don't give a shit about the deep ball because Detroit hasn't really thrown it deep. If they beat you deep, they beat you deep. You live with it. That's how defenses are doing it right now. So and you play tight you coverage. Yeah, you play tight coverage on the receivers. You stack the box, and you dare them to throw it deep. And that's the problem with the red zone struggles too. Yeah. All right, Pierre. Who's your ball of the week? I know it's a tough one, but who's your ball of the week? Okay, I thought about this a lot, but, man, I got to give it to TJ Hawkinson because he was pissed. He was playing pissed off. Like, you could tell. He was playing pissed off, and you love to see that. He had he had 11 targets, 10 catches for 89 yards. The dude played ass off. He, it was We were down, like, 20, 30 points. He was still playing like the Lions were in the game, and he was, he was pretty pissed off. You saw it in his face. He wasn't celebrating. He just got up and gave the ball to the ref or whatever. He was pissed. And you want to see that out of your, your best players. Yeah. All right. I think that's deserved. You know, TJ Hawkinson, I know nobody cares, but he, he won me my parlay as well in two of them. So shout nice. out to TJ Hawk for going over his yardage projection, whatever it was supposed to be. So there's that. TJ Hawkinson, yeah, he played a good game. He had a little bit of a bounce back game. Even though there's a lot of negatives in this game, TJ Hawkinson had a bounce back game. Good for him, uh, and hopefully, you know, now the Lions got a bye week, uh, an extra week to install more of a game plan because I don't even know if that game plan was going to Sunday versus the Eagles. They got an extra week to prepare for the Pittsburgh Steelers, so, I mean, we'll, we'll see how they come out with the second half of the season because, I mean, that first half went as wrong as it, it could be of the season. I mean, it was it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Something to add, though. Decker's timeline is Wednesday. Either he returns or he remains on IR. So we'll find out. We should know on Wednesday. That's the deadline. And he shut down for the year if he doesn't come back, right? Yep. He goes on IR. Great. Okay. Now let's let's let's, let's get into the oopsie doops of the week. Oh, Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. I'm giving it to the whole football team. Everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. Everybody. All right, the whole the whole Detroit Lions. I'm not complaining with you, bro. I mean, they play like shit. And Campbell said it was a sea of trash. A couple guys maybe played well, but other than that, it, it was it was it, it was, was a sea of trash. It, it wasn't enough. So, the whole team. I mean, I'm not because you can't pinpoint this on one person. It's not Jared Goff. It's not just Dan Campbell. It's not just Anthony Lynn. It's not the Lions defense. It's not one person. It's not one unit. It's not want anything it's it's just the team the team stink the whole team stunk on sunday so the whole detroit lions organization is getting an oopsie doopsie of the week this is the first time it's ever happened and i hope it never happens again <laughs> but the whole team is getting oopsie doopsie of the week hey okay. I, I i agree with that man that they played they played bad <laughs> they played awful that was a really bad game i don't want to even think about this game anymore I mean, yeah, it's embarrassing, man. It, like you're playing a, a bad football team. You're playing a dysfunctional football team as well. You weren't playing the Los Angeles Rams. You were playing a, a bad football team, and you made them look like a damn near Super Bowl contender after that game. They looked very good because they did everything right, and they had the perfect game plan coming in. And I don't know what your game plan was. I still slept on it way past 24 hours since the game has been over. I still don't know what the game plan was going to that game. I don't I think know what, I know what it was. I watched so, it twice and I said, I don't know. Pierre, this is what life. I was thinking. So when we watched the Eagles, we're like, man, the Eagles don't run the ball. They're dumb. The Lions probably thought to say the Eagles don't run the ball. Let's go into the game. Let, let's focus on the pass, right? I think that was the game plan. Go into the game, focus on the pass. Because we said it. We're like, man, the Eagles don't run the ball. They, they don't help their young quarterback, Jalen Hurts. And we even had like a guy say from the Eagles, an Eagles pod, he basically said like ownership told them not to run the ball. So when you look at all that, like, okay, so you, you mean you look at the tape, you look at the previous games, Eagles don't really run the ball. So we don't care about the run this week. Let's focus on the pass. You saw what happened. But, like, when, when you see they're doing that well, I mean, don't you think to adjust? Dude, I mean, you can't really adjust. Your D-line's getting dominated. What are you going to adjust? Like, what are you going to do? Stack the box. Maybe stack the box, get out of that two-safety look, the too high. I mean... I guess stack the box might have worked, but still, man, they were moving them left and right. 
they were literally pushing them like five, six, seven yards down the field. And then the backs were breaking tackles. Boston Scott, Jordan Howard. The Lions forgot how to tackle on Sunday. They did. They had a ton of missed tackles. What is up with Jordan Howard always killing the Lions? Like, why does he always just revive his career versus the Lions? I don't understand it. Man, I'm shocked that he's not on an active roster. I've always liked Jordan Howard. I feel the like guy he's, he's on a I feel practice like he's, squad got elevated. Yeah, I feel like he's good, but, like, he just turns up to a different level when he plays the Lions. Every time he plays the Lions, he always turns up to a different level. I, I, I just, I don't know. I mean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? I was like, man, Miles Sanders, he has to be pissed. All these weeks they had to run it, the week is out. They just start to go all out with the running game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he would have. No, man, you got to give credit. Give credit to the Eagles. I did. They did exactly the opposite of what they thought, man. And they finally came. They're like, you know what? We're going to come in and run the ball. They caught everyone by surprise. They probably caught the Lions by surprise. They caught me and you by surprise. It was an impressive win by them, man. It really was. Um, They came and beat the shit out of us. Literally. All right, guys. I think that with that being said, I think this is a, a wrap to the episode. Um. I'd love to say I hope you guys enjoy, but like if I, you know what, I'm, I'm going to turn the script around. I love you guys if you stuck around this whole podcast and listened to the post game of this Lions Eagles game because if I was just an outside listener and sometimes I listen to our podcast, I'm not listening to this episode. Like I'm telling you straight up, I'm not listening to this episode because I, I want to forget about this game. I want to wash this from my memory. I, I don't want to think about this anymore. But if you are listening to this point of the podcast of this Lions Eagles game, I love you guys. And you know, I, I I don't even know what else to say. I mean, if you were listening to this, I mean, I respect you. I respect you so much because I don't even have the courage. And I'm the guy who's talking about it right now. I don't even have the courage to listen through this right now. So I, I, I shout I, out to Malcolm. You have to listen to this again. You have to edit this. <laughs> yeah, yes, oh I man, I've listened to it twice actually. I've listened to this twice. Oh my god, Yeah, no. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, like, what is there to talk about? I mean, the, this team stinks. They're not entertaining. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So if, you, if you're here and listen to this. Man, thanks. better days are ahead, hopefully. Um, so far, this draft class looks, looks solid. Um, I like the foundation that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell have set. You got to just build on top of that and continue to build and continue to coach and develop. And hopefully within two or three years, They'll be competing. When I mean competing, I mean like competing for the NFC North, yeah. for the division. Malcolm looks like he's just contemplating life right now. He goes, hey, Pierre just brought up to his memory that he has to listen to this two times. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you guys can't see him right now, but he looks like he's contemplating. He goes, what the hell am I doing <laughs> right now? <laughs> no, it is what it is. All right. Yeah. Promo code PRIDEPOD, Underdog Fantasy, matching up to $200. Guys, put your skin in the game. I mean, it's way more entertaining than watching the Lions right now. It really is. So I recommend going to Underdog Fantasy, 18 and up. Try some NBA parlays. Try some NFL. Do what you got to do. Go on the pick-ems. Go on the over-unders. Test out your skills. Let's see what you can do. They're matching up to $100 your first deposit. Code Pride. I can't talk. Promo code PRIDEPOD. I'm out, guys. I'm going to sleep. All right, guys, like Tyler said, we appreciate all the support. Make sure you leave a five-star review on all, on uh, any podcast, any platform you listen on. And hope, guys, hope just enjoy this bye week. Enjoy your Sunday, you know. Watch some Red Zone, maybe. Watch some other games. You don't need to stress about the Lions. Maybe go to the Apple Cider this week. Who knows? It's all right, guys. cold now in Michigan. You can't, even you can't even do that anymore. It's cold. <laughs> that is true. It might get warmer. Who knows? I'm out, man. Peace. <laughs> All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I'm out. Peace.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.